1: twilight and the author is dalina and dalina joins us now on author talk all the way from belgium hello dalina hello good to have you with us this is going to be a fascinating discussion about uh, what some people may say is uh, a fantasy of yours but it's more than that Uh, it concerns michael jackson and we'll get into the details let me read a couple things you've written So everyone understands in general what we're going to talk about. Twilight is a book speaking about miracles that happen even in our modern world. I tried to find the right words and describe how the spirit of Michael Jackson approached me, dazzled me and changed my life forever. You also say this, this book has been entirely inspired by Michael Jackson, and I consider it a testimony of love and admiration for him as an artist and as an an exceptional human being. Everyone who loved and respected him can be moved to read how he appeared in my life all of a sudden in a magical, unreasonable way. Now, most people would think you're some obsessed fan of Michael Jackson, and you're not at all.
2: Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> You've never, you weren't even a fan before you had this experience with
2: I his spirit, as you put buy, it. I, I didn't even buy an album, and I was very ashamed of it at the time. <laughs> I mean, in, in July 2009, when I realized what is happening, and the dreams I had every night—I was dreaming of him every night—and I was waking up very ashamed to never have bought an album of Michael, never. So, yeah. So,
1: so this was, book uh, basically details this experience.
2: Yes, yes. I—I I was trying to to put it in order um, how it went day after day. Um, So I began began to feel strange things the moment I heard about his death. But I didn't believe it. So for a long time, I was fighting back that strange thing um, coming like that into my life. I didn't understand what it was. It was a lot of music, and seeing that I was a pianist, I was playing piano, classical piano, I didn't know that music that was playing in my head day and night (laughs)
3: Mm. very
2: strange very strange so this is what I try to explain in this book how how I how I made this adventure I was in this adventure from the beginning when I didn't believe it I didn't understand it and how we after the days and the nights passed and the time went on and I began to paint to make paintings and so I describe what, uh, what happened from the moment it happened, twenty fifth of June, June two thousand and nine, until December two thousand and nine. This is twilight.
1: So about six months, you had uh, dreams all the time. I mean, like every night.
2: Yes, almost uh, the dreams began to be. Uh, from the moment I began to, I, I started to paint. The, the the it came. It became calmer. I explained a little bit in the. Book how it 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 went uh, calmer. I had to begin to eat and to sleep because I was really very very bad. I couldn't sleep for a long time. I think two months. It was always obsession, always dreams with him waking up and crying in the middle of the night. He died. He died. Like things like that. And um, afterwards, it it went calmer. I began to dream of him th- three times a week, and even now. We are almost three years later. I still dream of him, but it's not every night.
1: So your book is written from the point of view of a person named Danny.
2: Yeah, it's my—it's how my family calls me.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's, so it's you through uh, this this alter ego, if you will, Danny, to describe all this.
2: Yes, uh, yes, exactly. It was—it was like a diary, a little bit. I
1: mm-hmm. Think.
2: It's based on my diary. I was okay. writing um, how, how the things happened every day. I was writing on, on papers everywhere, in my car, in my bedroom. There were papers everywhere, and then I started to organize them little by little. And so is, the book is born this way, from the, from the diary, from what I was living and writing every day.
1: Let me read a couple other things you've written. You said, uh, after this this experience, uh, when he died, uh, you said, Then everything went out of control. I could think only in English, following conversations with Michael about art, life, love, and beauty, and the nights were almost sleepless, under the pressure of anguish, suspecting myself to be going insane. I decided to consult a very lovely person, Christy, who knew about spirit manifestation. So tell us about these discussions with Christy. Christy, your friend?
2: Uh, Christy is a healer, and uh, I I knew her before this phenomenon arrived in my life, and she used to tell me that sometimes she can see spirits. (laughs) So in those moments of, of of fright, I was very afraid that I'm going insane. This is true. It's, this is what happened with me in in July 2009. So I called her and I say I have a problem. I have a big problem. And she says she said then no, I think I know something. And she came at home and uh, yes I don't know. I am even afraid to speak a about. She said that she could see him. She said that I. I won't speak for her, I speak for me. So she tried to convince me to listen to him, to stay calm and stop thinking I'm insane, just listen to him. And so I did. And it's true about English, yes. In my head, before this thing um, happened, I was thinking a lot in French or Romanian or Dutch sometimes, but not in English, not, not really. English was a, a, a language to read books or to speak with, with Englishmen or something, but not in my head. And then in in June and July 2009, suddenly everything was in English, even in my dreams. It was only English, and it's still today, so it didn't change.
1: And she told you she thought Michael and you were twin souls.
2: Yes, she said that too, yes.
1: Hmm. Did she, do you understand what she meant by that?
2: I, I, I think I understand now. Uh, in those times, I didn't really understand. I, I it was difficult. It is, still difficult to understand. These are things we cannot. <clears throat> sorry, we we cannot um, uh, prove scientifically. We cannot. Uh, the science is not able to say yes, this is true. We cannot see that. We feel that. Now, what means twin souls? Office is very, very, very long to explain. Something like two cre- creatures, they lived many other lives, and they could meet each other in other lives. So after the death or beyond the gates of earthly life, these two creatures can contact each other. Something like that.
1: Mm. Well, your it's best like friend... A,
2: like, like we knew each other before. Right. Even if we never knew each other here in this time and this life.
1: Something like that. Your best friend Sylvia, she for a while thought you were uh, just uh, going insane, but then she started to uh, think, well, maybe you have been touched, as she put it, by magic. Uh,
2: Sylvia didn't really uh, suspect me for going insane. I suspected myself. For oh, okay. But well, she thought <laughs> you, she insane. knew that
1: you were declining in your health. She knew you had a problem. <laughs>
2: She knew that I have a big problem because I don't eat, I don't sleep, and it's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Somebody who doesn't sleep and doesn't eat and, and take pills to go to work and things like that is not not healthy. So she was uh, trying to put me back in the normality. She tried, uh, and she helped me a lot. It's true. She did help me a lot. She was coming to me and checking on me that I'm eating. <laughs> she still <did>. She's still <laughs> doing <laughs> and um, uh, Sylvia, Sylvia is, Sylvia is my, my my only friend, I can say, my only best friend I have, and she understood the situation, she is and was uh, convinced, I, she knew me before, and she saw the changes in me, uh, this language, this English, uh, invading like that, everything, so she was a... Uh, Big support all the
1: time. How artists. many? How many? How much art have you generated? I guess paintings, drawings. Uh, what has come out of this about um, Michael? A lot
2: of a lot of uh, drawings. Uh, drawings. I don't. I I, I, I I throw them sometimes. I have so at this moment here around me there are uh, seven paintings at this moment
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, created in this lapse of time in two, almost to be three years. And um, a lot of writing, too. Uh, the dialogue, the dialogue continues. They are still... I, I still write. It's not finished. And um, it's only a lot of, a lot of poetry and a beauty describing visions. I have a lot of visions. Uh, for example, now I'm working at the seventh painting, and I already saw the eighth, the next... I saw it. I, have, I began to draw it. It's something like that. It's going on, and uh, before one painting is finished, I see the next who will come. I do them all um, from visions. I don't create a painting just like that. I see them before, like a film, like a video clip.
1: Now, do you show some of these paintings in your book?
2: Yes, they are presented exactly as they came. The first one, which I consider still today not 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 quite uh, as I wished. Uh, <laughs> I was very afraid when I painted that one. Then the second one, called Love, is presented in the book, uh, the whole process of creation of this painting. And the third one, The Man in the Mirror, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's starting to be presented in Twilight, and now I wrote the second book. It's, it's not finished. And The Man in the Mirror will be entirely presented in the second book. And then it's another one and another one. So. Now you. S- I, I present them in the book, so I try to help. If somebody will see these paintings, it's very easy to understand what happened if they can read how these paintings were born.
1: Now, you say that Michael asked you to write this book.
2: Yes, he did.
1: That was in one of your dreams. He p- specifically spoke right to you.
2: Absolutely he said uh, you you should write and I said I can't write I never wrote in English and uh, he explained to me that somebody who writes writes and the language is just a tool we use it doesn't matter um, that I used to write in Romanian in French, it doesn't matter in which language I used to write the important thing for him was to tell the truth of how we, how I painted these paintings with him because he, uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't put photos in the book and on the cover either. It was uh, interdicted from the Michael Jackson legacy. I don't know exactly. But he is he, and he can be recognized in all the paintings. It's his face.
1: So there's no doubt in your mind and heart that Michael Jackson still exists in, an, in I, another state of being.
2: Absolutely. I'm absolutely certain about that i'm sure now i am three years ago i didn't know what to say (laughs) Uh, three years later almost i know it's true it's true it's true for him it's true for you for me for everyone i don't think it's it's a pity we don't know that but um we just don't disappear like that no
1: and what kind of a response are you getting from people who see these paintings
2: People do not see them. I keep them in secret. Yes, they are
1: secret. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs>
2: I, I, I explain that in my book.
1: <laughs> okay. So why are even, you not? I, I
2: cannot let them see. If I, a few people see, and everybody who had seen finds the magic. It's magic, pure magic on canvas.
1: So but, do you think in the future you will have some kind of a, a art exhibit, a showing of some type, or sell them I, or what?
2: One one day I have to. But I have my experience in the art world, and um, if we make an exhibition, we have to have a number of paintings. And, you know, I don't want to mix the paintings with Michael Jackson with nothing else. If I do one, uh, if I display them, then uh, they will be only with him. So I have only seven, eight. I must work. I have to work.
1: So you have many more to do that you, you have already mentioned. You know, like, what the next one's going to be already. Absolutely. In your, you see it in your mind.
2: They come to me. It's very difficult to explain a few words, but you know how it's happening. It's always music. For example, the last painting uh, presents Michael as a child, and uh, first it was the song Got to be There from the Jackson 5. It was playing in my head day and night, day and night, day and night, and then I, I thought in my head, what's the matter? This means something. Why Why am I waking up in the morning with the song? It's not normal. And I, I used to go in the forest with my dog every day. And then I was walking in the forest. And then suddenly, suddenly it came with painting. I saw Michael Little, like as a child, smiling and playing around a tree. And so I see the paintings like exactly like little films. They come to me as video clips always.
3: Mm.
2: I see them in, in mo- movement. Then I come home and I begin to write what I saw. But they, they remain in me like a memory, you know. Mm. They, they stay there. They don't go away. Then I write it down. I need to have the... I need to write them down, not to forget details. Very important. Right. And then when the time comes and the painting is finished, because I don't begin one before the other one was finished, when it's finished, I take the new canvas and I try to freeze what is important from the film, from the video clip, I I try to decide what is important for the composition, what should I use from the whole film, and I make the painting, and so the books are, I'm writing uh, because Michael asked me to help everybody who would like to see the people who love art, um, really appreciate to understand the painting from the point of view of the painter, not of the critics of art, you know, it's different.
1: We're talking with Delina. She is the author of her book, Twilight. She's also obviously uh, an artist, and uh, she is a pianist. She is involved heavily in the arts and has had this incredible, uh, to her, spiritual experience with Michael Jackson following his death. Delina, tell us how to get your book. Uh, the
2: book is available um, on, online, on the Internet, uh, via Amazon.com, for example, and there are other sites. Uh, via the other site of uh, Author House too it's, um, it's available.
1: Well, thank you very much, Delina, for being with us on Author Talk.
2: It's, a, it's, been, a, it's been a pleasure, and um, I hope people will really enjoy this book.
0: You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, moms. Juggle your hats with our mom of many hats, Angie Mozilla. Friday afternoons at 5 Eastern, 4 Central on the Mom to Mom Network. Moms are always juggling their hats. Show and Angie, check out her website, azmomominihats.com. She is a strong woman, she is powerful, she is wonderful, and she is valuable. Mom of Many Hats with Angie Mazzillo, Friday afternoons at 5 Eastern, 4 Central on the Mom to Mom Network. Girlfriended is on TogiNet, Thursdays at 10 AM Eastern, 11 AM Central, with your hosts Patty Wyatt and Lisa Drenigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. Brought to you by Author House, helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world.
1: The title of this book of short stories, children's stories, The City Brigade, and Remember the Music, and Daffodil Pathway. And the author is Timothy Gerard, and Tim joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Tim. Hi there, how are you? As I've always heard, and you just put the big punctuation point on it, you, Irishmen love to tell stories. Exactly. So you've been uh, doing it for some time. You've been writing stories.
4: Irishmen love uh, just love to tell stories. Basically, uh, I, I, I think it came from what was originally a, a very um, real pastime in, in the, uh, the social life of, of, of the Irish uh, community. Uh, I was one of the benefactors of um, the uh, the beneficiaries, rather. Of uh, the storytelling that went on in the environment in which I grew up, and uh, it was a rural area, and uh, the, the storyteller was much appreciated. I like to recount these stories, and I like to—I uh, would like to think that others would have the the one-on-one chance of of, of relating to these stories and learning from them, and that, that that the story element of life wouldn't disappear altogether in the in the face of the of, uh the onslaught uh, of. Um, too much technology
1: well this book has three stories uh one the first one the city brigade uh you got school friends ricardo and peter let's tell us about ricardo and peter
4: well basically what you have is a, is a couple of kids that are street kids that, that are you know uh there could be any two kids in any city in any part of the u.s uh who, who see things happening around them in their environment. And uh, they, they see certain things that are causing trouble in their lives, and they see a, a friend of theirs who has been a victim uh, as a result of the negativity that they see, and they, they become uh, frustrated. But uh, without giving too much away on the story, they, they 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 get some little bit of extraterrestrial help and some local help as well in 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 solving the problem, uh, uh, which is of course is drugs in, in in their area. Uh, it's a fun story. It's uh, a, a, about a very serious subject, but it's certainly, uh, it's, a, it's a very, um, it's a nice, it, 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 well, at least I think so. It's a nice light read on something that's very serious, and it brings home the serious, seriousness of the the drug uh, problem to children at a younger age, and hopefully will steer them and help them get on the right path.
1: The dangers of drugs, and this city brigade, though, you start off, it's kind of interesting where uh this narrator uh who's telling us the story uh finds the book in a tree
4: right um uh, basically this is just this is just the, the 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 this person is telling the story and and the the, the narrator is really uh, feels that 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 that, that that's, um that, that she've been picked to tell the story and um uh, and and to relate the story to 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 other people because of the negativity and uh uh, the problem with the, uh, the element of drugs in society.
1: Well, and in I the keep... story of Ricardo and Peter get uh, help from a uh, fairly unlikely uh, source, you'd think, but uh, I guess the g- local girls' hockey team, uh, they're a tough bunch. A <laughs> uh,
4: tough bunch, you can't and uh, some of some with them with, with those Irish genes, you know, they don't want to get in, you know. <laughs>
1: So that is uh, you. You say, let me tell you, you've never seen an army, an army like these guys. So uh, it's what what age group are you aimed at?
2: Well,
4: basically, you're talking at an age an age group probably you know from twelve to uh, to, uh, from ten to sixteen. Um, it of course it all depends on the, the maturity of the individual, but there are three different stories there, and there are probably like there are three different um, they appeal maybe to three different kinds of people. Probably that remember the music would be more like for younger children, young 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 girls in particular. The other one would be a more uh, aggressive kind of thing in in the fun sense, like the probably the, the old western Longo uh, for for a child for a young boy or whatever. There young girls uh, in this case, there are girls involved as well. The other one, the the, the Daffodil pathway, would be um, would has a certain historical content to it, and it kind of mixes the Irish American and the Irish situation. So it, and, and it gives it would probably give a bit of enlightenment to people, especially in the United States, as to so how the clan system worked and how how the, the the clans were overcome by by the invasion and the, the subsequent. Um, demise of the clans and uh, the the rise of the, the existing culture in Ireland to a certain
1: degree. The second story is titled, Remember the Music, and here we have this close bond between a, a granddaughter and grandfather.
4: Right. And this is, uh, it, it, it's one of these areas... Um, uh, a lot of people feel maybe that you shouldn't deal with the loss in, in people's lives kind of too early in life, so especially for children. But um, uh, on the other hand, uh, dealing with 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 a bond where there's a, where there's a terrific loss and where one can survive it, where where one actually benefits to the degree that they can go on and lead a great life, uh, shows uh, helps in in dealing with 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 suffering when it comes one's way.
1: Now, in the daffodil pathway of It starts out with this young person uh, going off to Ireland for summer vacation. The parents think that's a good place for for uh, him to go. And what is the significance of the daffodil pathway? The title.
4: Well, in 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 a lot of uh, rural areas, uh, the daffodil. People look forward to the spring, to the new, the new story, the new year, and whatever. And this is kind of a new revelation, a new story to this guy, and he doesn't really realise why it's being told to him in the form that it is. But when you read the story, you'll realise that you know that, he, he, that there's a, a very positive, um, a very positive need to, 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 to. He's being shown that he's being picked, especially picked for the, for some reason, and the reason is explained in the book
1: and uh what kind of uh, storyline what kind of uh you know uh does he get into trouble where he kind of learns some things
4: well basically he he he's he's being exposed to his 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 ancestry and uh to a history of the the um the interclan rivalry that went on uh, hundreds of years before he was born but he's then he, he in, there, there is a mystic in the in, in the group uh, who, who who goes who for, um, foretells the future and and tells us some of the negative things that could come up uh, in, in, in 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 the world ahead and comparisons are made in the story as to um, if one situation could be worse than another uh, in terms of the future or, or the present where warfare is and again it's it's basically uh, dealing uh, with with the overindulgence in, in possibly technology and uh, um, uh, the lack of communication between the, the, the intimate lack of com- uh, communication between individuals, which is a growing, is a, is a growing problem. You have, you have a terrific amount of information out there, you have a terrific amount of knowledge out there, but you don't have the, the intimacy in in dispensing that 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 education that you used to have when you would have fathers and
1: mothers and more times to sit around by an open fire and talk things out, you know. So we have uh, a theme in one, Stay Away from Drugs. We've got the other one talking about losses in life. And even in in that one, uh, which is uh, Remember the Music, you even have uh, some mysterious angel that is part of the story. Right.
4: Right, it's just part of the, the little bit of mysticism there to explain some of the unknown that's there in time in life, and people experience certain things and they just can't give a, give an explanation for it, and, and it just it just gives a, kind of takes it to another level, you know.
1: And also, we must learn from others' mistakes, and that's real important to learn from history too.
4: Right, that's the, the, the you can see what what happens in history and. That history, um, that a lot of countries around the world, that, that they initially teach children history, in, which is basically only really a comic book kind of history. It's, it's not. It's not scientific history. It's not. Uh, and, and, a, and especially the older students going to school need to start looking beyond the uh, propaganda of an individual country or, or whatever, and look at the real history and, and know where they are as individuals.
1: Well, this book has three titles uh, for the three children's stories: "The City Brigade," and "Remember the Music," and "Daffodil Pathway." The author, Timothy Gerard. Uh, Tim, tell us how to get your books.
4: You can you can get it online. You just um, go to www.arterhouse.com and uh, just uh, print in, uh, t- type in the author or, or the title, and it'll come up automatically, and you can order it
1: online. Well, thank you, Tim. Thanks so much for being with us on Author Talk.
4: Okay, thank you very
0: much. You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Whether you're four and a half or one hundred, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on Toginet.com Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Krueger. Learning Rx programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning Rx comes in. Call today 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning Rx can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning R X, the radio show with Martin Krueger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world.
1: The title of the book, Make a Good Day. And the author is Dr. Daniel D. Heer. Dr. Heer joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Dr. Heer. Good morning. Great to have you with us. This book is life changing, it uh, gets rid of excuses and makes us proactive. Let me read a couple things you've written. You say the book tells individuals to be a problem-oriented person. It talks about how to eat properly, exercise, stop using the word why, change whys to when. And of course, eat more like cows rather than dogs and cats. And and also some tips on proper dental hygiene, we'll get into that and you have some interesting things about listen to the small voice, the still small voice. I think that'll be interesting to people and, of course, about goals. This book is packed, packed with uh, good inspiration and, and daily uh, behavior activities. Why did you do this, Dr. Here, I think
3: the main reason I wrote the book was the fact that I have been listening to people make excuses for their shortcomings or blaming other people, and I thought, you know, Make a good day empowers you to take charge of your life and stop making excuses.
1: Well, you can't point your finger at someone else when you have to make it a good day.
3: Well, that's true, and uh, you'd be surprised what happens when you tell people to make a good day. It'll empower them to take charge of their
1: life. Well, let's talk about self-actuating, actualizing, I guess that's how you put it, don't you? Self-actualizing individual, become one?
3: Well, I didn't think you are going to ask me that question. Uh, this is uh, a, a very important concept. In other words, uh, we're looking for people to always praise us and tell us that we've done a good job, so forth, et cetera. But a self-actualizing person actually feels so good about himself that when he does something, he doesn't need to have other people reward him. He's already rewarded himself. And that's uh, what I call a self-actualizing person that... Uh, doesn't need to praise from other people. He does the right thing because he wants to make a good day.
1: And I guess that's why you talk about change whys to when.
3: Well, the fact is, uh, you know, uh, everyone, you know, like you come home for dinner and you ask your wife, says, why isn't dinner ready? Well, that's gonna bring up a very bad point because what she's gonna do is she's gonna make excuses about why dinner's not ready. The best thing for you to do is say, dear, when is dinner going to be ready? And then what she'll say to you is, whenever you want to make it. So (laughs) it really, it really gives you the point that uh, we get a commitment out of people instead of getting an excuse and getting an excuse oriented behavior.
1: Now, as a dentist, you focus on obviously on uh, dental hygiene and and you see the problems because people don't do the right thing every day, and you you have a simple kind of practice if everyone would do it, you say they could keep their teeth their whole life. let just give us a little tip there
3: well, the fact is that after age thirty five eighty five percent of us have some kind of gum disease, and it's usually uh, it doesn 't hurt, but what happens is our gums get red, they bleed when we uh, brush our teeth, and so forth. so the best thing to do is to when you floss your teeth, and the pressure should be against the tooth, you put toothpaste in your mouth, squeeze it vigorously between your teeth, and then floss. And I will tell you, this will make a huge difference. It will help you keep your teeth a lifetime. And I my patients, I see when they do it, they come in, they have pink gums, and they're not bleeding, and they're nice and healthy.
1: You also are an advocate of routine exercise. Well, I think
3: that when I see people come in my office that are in their 80s or 90s and they got a twinkle in an eye, I just ask them, how much do you exercise a day? And they all say, you know, they walk three to four miles a day or they're doing their jogging, but they're all exercising. And uh, exercise is the key to health. The Greeks taught, taught us this. They taught us there to be a balance between intellectual and physical exercise to keep yourself in good shape.
1: And when you feel good physically, you feel good mentally, emotionally? Well, you know, the thing is, I,
3: I believe that exercise is a key to health for all of us. And uh, you do, you do feel good about yourself. And uh, you, you just you release endorphins from your brain that makes you feel good and, and gives you a sense of well being.
1: You also are a proponent of eating uh, as a vegetarian.
3: Well, in fact, this is very very simple. Uh, our intestinal tracts are 12 times our body length, just like horses and cows. And so, when we put meat in these uh, long tracts, it they they it, they putrefy and we have we get problems with colon cancer and so forth. Dogs and cats have four times their body length, so when they eat meat, it goes in and out very quickly, and also. When you look at a a dog and a cat, we we have teeth that do not resemble these at all. Our teeth resemble uh, horses and cows, and uh, so why are we eating more grains and cereals and have an intestinal tract that is uh, also conducive to eating vegetables and keeping them in our intestinal tract for a long time?
1: Well, it just makes common sense. Well, let's talk about, in order to do these things and other things that you talk about in your book, you make a, uh, a very specific point right at the beginning after uh, your first chapter, Make a Good Day. The second one is setting goals. Now, we hear that all the time, but uh, is is there? how do we uh, get over the hump and just make this a practice?
3: You know, this is the most difficult thing to do is that we talk about doing things, but you know what, we need to write them down. And if you write down your goals, you have a way in which you can check on them and see how close you're getting to accomplishing your goals. Most people, uh, if you write something down, it's going to be impressionable on you and something you can look at. So I think that writing goals down, and and not only writing the goals down, but putting down why you are going to, for instance, two-thirds of our population are overweight. Most of them know that it's not good for their health, but they need to write down uh, you can prevent diabetes, you can prevent heart disease from losing weight and not being overweight. So uh, setting a goal, writing it down, is, it's just imperative that you do this.
1: So instead of just something uh, that you think about once in a while, you write that down, I guess, and stick it someplace where you look at it all the time.
3: I'd put it up on a refrigerator, you know, so you can look at it every day, uh, you know, uh, uh, and you can evaluate yourself whether you're, you, you know, and very specific goals should be very specific. You should say, I'm going to lose uh, 20 pounds by April 10th. And then what you do is you measure and see how close you're getting to your goal. If you can't, if you're not getting to your goal, you reevaluate and then re- restate your goal. Don't make it so tough on yourself.
1: Other chapter titles, you have one, Backup Plan, another one, Choice, Control the butts in Your Life, Excuses Out of Your Life. We've already talked about uh, Change the Whys to Whens. Uh, here's one called Solving Problems-Self-Esteem. Dash Now, why did you title that chapter that way?
3: Well, the fact is that uh, if you solve a problem and you solve that problem, you can reward yourself by saying, you know, I'm, I'm doing something good with my life. And when you uh, reward yourself, your self-esteem is going to become uh, increased. You're going to feel good about yourself. If you, don't, if you make excuses all the time, you're not going to be able to relate to this self-esteem. Self-esteem is, is solving problems. You need to solve problems all day long. Now, as a dentist, that's what I do. I solve problems all day long. Uh, and so your self-esteem is built when you solve problems.
1: And one key area that in today's family, is, it seems at least by all the problems that families are having and all the crime that you need to teach children responsibility.
3: Well, the first thing, you know, that uh, I, I'm, I I don't believe that we need to put pills in our kids. I mean, that's not going to solve the problem. We need to teach them how that what no that no means no. Also, we cannot give our children a chance to communicate with us because as soon as they do, and we want to compromise, we've lost. When a child needs to no, know no means no, and that's it. There's no there's no talk about it. This is the way we're going to do it. What would you rather do, uh, walk to church or uh, ride with the family? You know, uh, Don't give them a choice that they're not going to be going to church.
1: You have a chapter called Listen to the Small Voice. Now, what is the small voice?
3: Oh, boy, I'll tell you. This is uh, several years ago. I was driving down the freeway, and I was pulling a boat behind my truck. And uh, I, all of a sudden, it said, stop and check the load. And I didn't do that. And I don't know where this came from me, but it was a little small voice that says, something may be going wrong. And sure enough, I went around a corner on the freeway and the boat came off the trailer and on the side of the road. And so uh, that's one way in which I realized that you need to listen to that small voice. Also had a small voice tell me one time I was at nine o'clock at night and my wife said, uh, what are you gonna, What are you doing? You're getting dressed. I says, well, I says, I have to check on our son, Randy. He says, dear, it's, it's 9 o'clock. You know, you're not going to. I went down the street, and guess what I found? Our car up on the side of the road. It was my son's Randy car. He had hit some water. And uh, I, I tell you, uh, the small voice is, you need to listen to that small voice.
1: And we all, hear, well, that small voice is there for everyone. But as you say, you've got to got to follow it. Telling the truth, well, it seems so obvious, but boy, today, boy, there seems like lies are common practice.
3: I believe that my parents taught me that telling the truth is the only way that you should live your life, and I cannot remember ever telling a lie. I mean, my dad, he said, you know, if you tell a lie, you have to remember everything that you said, Uh, and my mom, she couldn't tell a lie, she was just the most wholesome person in, in the world. Telling the truth, you don't have to worry about what you said because you already remember what you said.
1: And we're getting close to wrapping up our time together here. Reading good books. Now, everything today, movies, you know, the Internet, uh, games, well, you can't replace a good book. Well, I
3: think the books that I like reading are about our founding fathers and I realize how intelligent they were and the fact is that uh, they have a lot of good principles to teach us and unfortunately uh, it seems like we're getting away from our constitutional uh, expectations that we have and so reading good books uh, learning information from people that have you know where you don't have to reinvent the wheel so it gives you the chance to Increase your life, make make your life uh, much fuller than what it would be without without this information. So, good books are essential for you to read those.
1: And we, as baby boomers, those of us who've had a lot of experiences, are older, and you've had some great experiences, not only being a teacher but a mentor.
3: Well, you know, I have uh, the the book starts out with a letter from Dr. Grant Stevens, and that letter was. He was one of my students when I taught high school. And uh, the fact is that he gave me a lot of recognition, recognition for him being successful as a plastic surgeon. Unfortunately, he was a very bright student, and I said the right things at the right time. And so one person can make a difference in another person's life.
1: The title of the book, Make a Good Day. And the author is Dr. Daniel D. Heer. Dr. Heer, tell us how to get your book.
3: Well, uh, I guess you can get it on the Internet. Uh, We can get it from uh, different uh, stores. I'm not quite sure exactly where you can get it from, but uh, uh, it's the Internet. uh, Sure. It
1: can be ordered at any Internet uh, retailer online, or or you can go into a... A store and order it that's right yes well thank you dr here thanks for being with us on author talk well thanks for listening to my
3: ramblings i appreciate it thank you very much